When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast on a historic day, <laughs> the 78th birthday of Gregory P. Allen. If I'm 78, oh, how wow. old does that make you? He's dead. 46. Yeah. yeah. It's Greg Braggs' birthday. It's a Bears Wednesday. Herb Howard Happy is birthday, here. Happy birthday, Braggs. Thank you. you don't Everybody look a clapped. Day over 50. Thank you. Everybody clapped for me like I, I had like ran a marathon or something. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Braggs. Yeah. Yeah. Braggs, we're, I did it. We're legitimately proud every it's, time you make it through a so, day. Yeah, that's what I was like. It's like, is everybody surprised I made it? Yes. That's a, we're, we're legitimately thrilled when you wake up every day. Like, he made it again? Cool. So well, a year, that's like. Yeah, and Big time. what's amazing for you that you have to, you know, take a deep breath and settle in is that people around here actually like you. <laughs> yeah, that's also an odd change yeah. from last year on my birthday when I'd walk onto my bricklaying job site and be told to, you know... A lot of different words well, <laughs> that weren't as nice. I did not get a standing ovation walking onto the job site last year. We, 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 we lean into the emotion on this on this show <laughs> at, the, at this at this fine work establishment. We're, we're, we're a tender group. I thought we were happy just because it's Baldy Day. I didn't, I, I didn't know you were well, talking about his birthday. Yeah, well, that's that's the real reason. <laughs> as we do bring in Brian Baldinger into the show Wednesdays with Baldy. Baldy, great to see you. Thank you. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Greg. Thank yeah, you. Congratulations. Another year. Yep. Appreciate you, Baldy. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Baldy, I watched your uh, the Baldy breakdowns, which are the best, and you actually made me feel better about the Bears' offensive performance against the Vikings, just underlining how potent that Vikings' defense is. And I know the Bears' offense didn't do a whole lot, did enough to win. Not scoring a touchdown is not great. But – I don't know when you 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 were able to find some things to kind of celebrate what Minnesota was doing and the and the Bears game plan in the backside of it looks pretty bad but like you kind of understand I I don't know I understand even further why they were trying to do what they were doing because of what Minnesota is able to do and they're not just going to do it to the Bears they're going to do it all across the NFL so thank you. Well, look, I mean Minnesota, uh, Brian Flores is doing a great job. He really is. Uh, that that defense is confusing. You don't know what they're in. There's moving parts all the time. Um, they still can get uh, an illusion of pressure, or they can get max pressure. There's, they just do something, and, and they take your they take your options away. I mean, Justin's back there; he's holding the ball, and he's like, "Okay, 
Uh, I got this free hitter coming at me. I got to make a decision, but they just took my number one read away. Like, it's almost like Flores knows, and I don't think the, the Bears have, like, an unimaginative offense. I don't think it's easy to understand, but it sure looks like they have the answers to the test on a lot of plays. And so there was times when I'm like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. All they did was throw these, you know, these horizontal screens all day, like, and Minnesota just rallied to it. There wasn't a whole lot there. But, look, we talked, I think, last week about they got to eventually win one of these games. Otherwise, it doesn't make it. And so they found a way to win in the last two minutes. And, you know, he made, Justin made some really good throws to DJ in order to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Baldy. What I a lot of fans wanted were more stuff over the middle, more slants. And that sounds easy in theory. Yeah. But it's not like uh, it, it seems like it's not like every team in the league is completely stumped by Minnesota. I'm sure they give every a uh, uh, heavy blitzing team is going to give everyone a tough time. But you know, like you mentioned in one of your clips, the Cole Komet chip that was yeah. over the middle throw at the def- at the blitz, not away from it, right? Well, they actually, you know, they anticipate. Well, the the good thing about that play to Komet was they anticipated a max blitz zero. And then that's what they got. And then a lot of teams will anticipate it. They just don't have a play for it. So they ran three receivers deep and ran all the coverage off and then just leaked Komet out late. It's actually, I thought it was a really good creative play. And I and I, I know for a fact I'll see it again this week. For Some other team will copy that. Because I haven't seen anybody do it against a blitz zero, but it makes a lot of sense. And it's an easy throw for Justin. I don't care who's coming at you. There's nobody in the middle of the field for him. So there's nobody to cover him. So I thought it was a good play, good design. They got one. You know, it's a chess match back and forth, Getsy and Flores. And I thought, you know, chalk one up to uh, to Getsy on that play. Well, I think what worked really well on that play, like you said, they were in that, you know, zero look. But that that safety that was over Cole Komet, once Cole Komet has held that, like, one and a half count, then he's like, okay, I, don't got, I can bail out of here. And once yeah. he bailed out, the whole field was Cole Komet's to have. I thought the Bears did a pretty good job of – understanding what that because Brian Flores like you said he understands where the answers are to what he's doing like if I'm doing this only this or this could work and he believes in his in the physicality of his corners they come up they tackle and so he doesn't feel terribly bad about leaving them out there in a situation where they may be two on three and they got to beat a block to, to make that tackle on that screen but what the Bears were able to do was kind of improvise and get some things out where maybe the running back was staying for a half a count but then he leaks out you saw Roshan get a big play to the left side like that you saw that happen with Khalil Herbert down the right sideline and so I think the, the the athletic ability of Justin Fields and the the improv uh, with the running backs kind of leaking out created some outlets that that led to some big plays. See, I knew we were going to have some good discussion today, Herb. I just knew it. Like everybody else wanted to say, how can you watch that game? It's a snooze fest. It's terrible. It's twelve ten. I I turned that game on on uh, Friday morning and I was or Tuesday morning and I was like, wow, this was good. This is two really improved defenses that do a lot. Um, and made it tough on, obviously, Josh Dobbs. He might get benched based on this performance last week. But I thought it was a good chess match. Sometimes it's just bad offense, and it stinks. You know, you watch Carolina play, it just stinks. It's awful. You watch the Jets play, it's just hard to watch. I thought this was actually pretty good design and pretty good, just better defense. than, And it wasn't just bad offense. It was just really great defense in the game. Well, that's Very entertaining game. Well, that's the thing, Baldy. I mean, the last two weeks, you, you could chalk it up to Josh Dobbs, but the defense played very similar against the Lions, who have been very good this year. And, yes, they let go of the rope at the end of the game. Yeah. 
but seven, eight turnovers here the last two weeks, it seems like I'm not sure. And well, then one, I, and one was then, in the kicking game. Right. And then, and then well, I don't know why that last turnover on the, when they were pitching it back a million times didn't count as a turnover, but exactly like, it seems like Matt Eberflus has really started to turn the corner here with this defense, Montez Sweat, probably being a big part of that. So, like, for me, I I, I probably would have fired Matt Eberflus week four. You know, I, I, already, I fired him twice on these postgame shows. <laughs> but now I'm starting to see the light on where he could return as the head coach because of what he's done to this defense here as of recent. Well, they're playing. I mean, they, they got an excellent game out of the rookie Terrell Smith. You know, he stepped in and played big. You know, he's a big kid. He's got good size, but he played well. Jalen probably played the best game I've ever seen him play. Thanks. The first interception was just – I mean, I, I, I sent that play to Charles Woodson, to a bunch of guys that I know understand the game, and they thought it was brilliant. A brilliant play of just basically baiting Dobbs to throw the corner cut. He got underneath it. Not many guys even think about something like that against that smash route concept. But but like Brisker, Eddie Jackson, first play of the game, they went deep and Smith and Eddie Jackson squeezed it. They were in the deep part of the field. They took it away. Uh, the pass rush is much better. The young kids up front are getting better. Um, you know, TJ Edwards is just is just a good football player. So um, he just he plays the same every week, no matter what you I, I saw him play every game in Philadelphia. They still haven't replaced him in Philly. Uh, you know, they, they're getting much better play. And then they're playing much better as a group and they're playing faster and they're hitting people. And so it, it it's a whole lot different than two months ago, that's for sure. Is it too easy, Baldy, or too basic to say, well, Montez Sweat came here and that changed the defense? No, that's too easy to say. Montez makes a difference. You know, he's just, he's a difference maker. I mean, he's just very long and athletic. And the one thing about Montez is there's a lot of talented guys out there. They don't play as hard as he does. You know, that Daniel Hunter on Minnesota, he plays really hard. Des plays, you know, Montez plays hard. And so that effort is always contagious, especially with a lot of young guys in the room. But they got some experience up there, Billings, and some guys have been around here, uh, around the league. So they're playing really hard, and they got to play hard. That's, that's, that's their job, and to chase everything down. But he's, he's made a difference, but it's, it's more than just that right now. It was good to see him make some game-changing plays. He's been a difference maker since he's been here. Like, just put, just lining him up out there, he's going to be a difference maker for the Justin Joneses and the Javon Dexters of the world. But I thought on Monday night, he made some game-changing plays. The, the, the Vikings ripped off that 20-something-yard run, and the next play he comes back, gets the sack with Jaquan. I thought that was a huge play in the game. Um, and I think that, you know, when you talk about having an elite pass rusher that's making top dollar, you want to see him make those game-changing plays. I thought he started to do that um, on, on, on Monday night. Body I want to go back to that first play that you mentioned, if you will, the Terrell Smith play, right? They went at him first play of the game. New rookie yeah. in the, in, in, on the yeah. field, went at him first play of the game. What was interesting about that, obviously Bojack got under that ball. Eddie Jackson was not supposed to be there, right? They were in cover. They were in zero. And he told me that in the locker room. He's like, I wasn't even supposed to be there. We were in zero. I just kind of saw it, and so I drifted back there. And Flus confirmed it to me in the postgame press conference. I asked him about it. He said, yeah, Eddie Jackson just kind of read that thing and got under it. And I thought that was just a very good veteran play to understand. Let me help my young guy out. No, I, t- it, I mean, it's always great to get that type of uh, insight, you know, because I didn't know about that either, Herb. I mean, I just – it looked like he was late getting there. So I didn't know if he had other responsibility, but now that you're saying it's blitz zero, he wants, but that's, that's a heads up play. But, you know, the veteran players kind of, 
see things in a way that can't really be taught. Um, you know, it's just a, it's an instinct. You've been out there in center field for a long, long time. You made your share of big plays in this business. Um, you know, and so Malcolm Jenkins used to cover for guys that would blow coverage in Philadelphia, New Orleans. It's just, that's what you got to be able to do at safety. You know, um, got Ryan Clark used to cover for Paul Amalo all the time when Paul Amalo saw something, he just went and out there freestyling. You know, that's, you, you got, I mean, that, that part is part of the fun of Sundays is coming to the sideline and go, Hey man, I don't want to leave you hanging out there. I, I saw an opportunity. So that's great. That's great sign of awareness right there. If you're not following Baldy on Twitter, get your life in order at Baldy NFL. His Baldy breakdowns are Baldy's breakdowns are phenomenal. It's a great way to look back at what Baldy sees that the Bears did well. I didn't realize how great of a play that Jalen made on his pick, like the way he baited and sold. That was sick. That was that was it was so and and and, and Baldy brought that to me. So so tip of the cap, Baldy. But here, uh, gr- give me a grade on Justin Fields for his performance against the Vikings. Well, I mean, look. You got to hang on to the ball. I mean, I understand. Like you, you, you the two fumbles are you just you got to protect the ball better. Period. I, I know he's an elite athlete, but you can't have that. But other than that, I mean, I thought I saw the field good. I thought I could have done another breakdown. I was going to do it. I want to overdo it. But I, I saw him go through progressions, and Vikings are taking this away. He's coming back to the other side of the field and making a checkdown throw. Um, you know, just because there's no touchdowns out there. You know, everybody wants to criticize him. I thought he played big. And that last drive, I mean, you know, the throw to DJ down the middle for 36 yards, it's third and 10. Like, I'm a little surprised Flores didn't blitz him on that play. But, you know, I figured third and 10, we've got him backed up. We just sacked him. Whatever happened, play before, wasn't good. And, you know, he, he just, like, I thought it was the best throw he had probably in two weeks. I mean, he just ripped it. Boy, you got to rip it. Yeah, the, the receiver's breaking open. But you just got to you gotta trust DJ is going to be there. You just got to let it fly. You got to rope it. And he did. And I thought that was a good play. I thought the play before that for the 16 yards where he gets outside the pocket and he's just buying time going to his left and he hits DJ for 16. Like I thought he made a number of key plays in that game. I thought I, – I, I, like I like Justin Fields. Like I would not give up on him. I believe that there's – I know – People are looking at the win total and all that. I understand what they do. But I just feel like let's just play it out. Let's see what he does against Detroit this week. Let's just let him keep playing, see if they can stack some wins here, get on the other side of the ledger a little bit. I want to back you in a corner, but I'm going to try to do it anyway here because you, you've been on the show <laughs> and, and you, you've talked how much you like Caleb. Yeah, and, I do. Right. And so if the Bears actually end up with the number one overall pick, are you really That's passing on Caleb they're to stick with the number one pick? Come on, Adam. This, like they're not going to lose these games. No, but they, Car- game. but they they got Carolina's pick, Baldy. Uh, so it's the the odds are that they are going to get it. So okay. I mean, it could change. So you have the number one overall pick. What are you going to do? That that's 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 a, that's a hard decision because financially, it makes sense to move on and take Caleb, and then you're starting all over, and it's not a guarantee. But I love I love Caleb. So, and you can build your team. You can add your defensive linemen. You can add more playmakers. You can do all that stuff with a rookie contract. If you got to go and pay the going rate for to you know keep Justin around, um, you know you're gonna you're not gonna be able to do all. You're not gonna have that flexibility. 
So it's so it's like I'm not I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm going like that's a that's a difficult business decision for anybody because I like Justin and I believe you're going to see continued improvement. But at the same time, Caleb, who might be ready to play and do what C.J. Stroud's doing right now, and if you can add a studded receiver and you can add, you know, more help on the defensive line and all that and build around them. I mean, well, that's why for me, if, if they get the number one pick, I, there's little scenarios, I think, where it's not a intriguing thing for the Bears. If they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and keep fields, intriguing. If they draft Caleb Williams, intriguing. If they trade back and get a bevy of picks for the number one spot, that's also going to help their franchise. So as long as they well, get the number one pick. Like, hold on, thing, Greg. So, like, honestly, like you're saying that the Bears can't lose. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to make sure I was hearing it right. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, look at last year. They passed on you know CJ. Like, how, how often in a hundred years has anybody ever said about the Bears they can't lose? Well, I'm certainly you know I mean? like, more on. You're right. Like, I, I don't think you're wrong. But I'm, I'm just right. like, I'm just hearing it going. Bears can't lose. Oh wow. We've, we've seen them lose a lot, in, 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 even when they're positioned to well, win. You can make but, the argument last year that they passed on C.J. Stroud. It's it's revisionist history, but they ended up with Darnell Wright, D.J. Moore, and a future first-round pick, a future second-round pick. So, you know, I, I'll take that. No, you know? Me, I'm, I'm with that, too, and I know a lot of people were talking like, go get Bryce Young, and we've seen how that's so far going, early returns. Nobody's done. I'm not out on Bryce Young yet or anything like that. But I, I'll say this. Ryan Poles has shown himself to be very creative when he has a, a, an ample amount of resources. So I think he'll be creative again. But I think if you're talking about what's best case scenario for the franchise, to me, that is to say we've already answered the quarterback question going into this process. And if you feel like you've already answered that, then you've got a ton of resources to start filling all of your other holes. And I definitely want Marvin Harrison Jr. And you want to add some more talent to the interior of that O-line. And you want to put some more talent on that D-line and shore up the secondary, whatever it is you want to do, right? right? If you already answered the quarterback question and you still have this huge allotment of resources in terms of draft capital, but also salary cap, man, you're in a really, really good spot. And this idea that we go through every year, right? One of these quarterbacks is going to be a generational talent. We throw that around like that's just something to say. That's not that's not real, right? Even in the in the league right now, there's probably only a handful of quarterbacks that I would take over Justin Fields right now. If I was building my team right now today from scratch, there's only a handful of quarterbacks in the league that I would take over Justin Fields. So this idea that there may be two or three of them coming out this year is ambitious and probably unrealistic to me. I say stick with the guy that you got, build around him. Well, it is a tough decision as you're underlining here, as everyone's underlining, really. Like, uh, and so, anyway, it's it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna continue. Falling. I'm I get about I get, you know listen I I don't just there are people in the chat. Carm hates Fields. I don't hate Fields. This wouldn't be a discussion if they didn't if they weren't in the position to get Caleb and or Drake May whatever. That's what makes it so hard. If if you were sitting there at 15, of course you're going forward with Justin, but they're but they're they're I, most likely not going to be in that spot. So yeah, yeah. no, no, you're you, right about you're right about that. Um, do you, so, do you see do you see a guy getting do you see a guy getting significant Significantly better from where he was. Would you say that about Justin? Yes. Yeah, I believe in Justin. I always have. I mean, his athletic ability is elite, but I, I don't see him just being a runner. I mean, I've seen – I've never seen a player improve more than Jalen Hurts, ever. You know, from where he was at Oklahoma to where he is now. And I just did their game Sunday against, you know, Buffalo. I, he's just an amazing player, Ama- amazing person, amazing player. Like, if 
Justin is on any kind of arc like that. Like, we need great quarterbacks. And let's face it, like, if you don't have movement skills in this business, the way teams are blitzing right now, like, you're not going to – I don't know if you can survive in this business anymore. I don't know that Brady can survive and that type of player can survive. Even Brock Purdy, as good as he is, like, he still has movement. Like, he still can get out of harm's way and extend plays. Now, you don't have to be Justin Fields good or Jalen Hurts good, but you still got to be able to move. And so, I don't know, like, we just need great quarterbacks in this league. Otherwise, it's unwatchable. This stuff is unwatchable. So, um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Justin, like, just keeps taking steps. Like, I don't know if it's going to be as fast as Jalen Hurts, but I believe there's we're, we're watching progress here. Well, and, and Bears fans, by the way, they want Justin Fields to stay. If you if you polled him, I think it's about 75%. They also, 98% of them, we've done this before, but I want to bring it up again because of the conversation on Monday night with Luke Getze. They all want Getze out of here, Baldy. Yep. I wouldn't do that. I like Luke. I like some of the things he does. I like some of the concepts. You know, you got to execute them. Um, you know, look at the addition of DJ Moore, you can see what it's done when you get a real receiver out there. I don't know what Darnell Mooney is at this point. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I know he's fast. He's got some change of direction, but he doesn't look like Tank Dell to me. You know, like, I just think you got to keep building around him. The offense line is better. It could still use some upgrades. Um, the running back situation is always in flux because of injuries, but that's just everywhere. You know, you can't do much about that. But I like what Luke has done with the pieces that he has. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say because he threw 15 screens, I think. I know like, he did. Right. I, I, and, like, I, and I, I get it. And like, but honestly, some of the options when he was trying to go down the field, right. it wasn't any better. It just wasn't. Like, like you got two seconds to make a decision. They're taking something away from you. You know, I, I, I get the, the amount. It was a little excessive, I think. But at the same time, gosh, like well, they were just trying then, to get a first down. They were just trying to get first downs, right? Right. Now. Well, and then the other aspect you mentioned it too was I, it was shocking the last three plays of the game for Vikings defense up against Fields where they didn't blitz. They showed that they were going to blitz, and then everyone backed off, and they only they sent three. They had a spy on Justin. You know, I mean, I just thought there was a little, you know, like teams do this. They blitz and show blitz all game long, and they've got him right where they want him, and then. Two minutes go to game they're like let's just don't get anything over our head and i'm like they only need a field you know they only need a field goal here like so, you can't so why wouldn't every because it seems like a heavy blitz look for the bears with getsy and fields it's it's a tough play for them why wouldn't every team just blitz the house like that i, I understand it's probably a personnel question you know, or answer but, but no, 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 it's a fair question, Greg. The, 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 the answer is a lot of teams would do that. They just break down to the back end when their responsibilities and communication, like what I see from Minnesota is they're not breaking down to the back end doing this stuff. They did early in the year, they, but they confused Patrick Mahomes early in the year against Kansas City. They should have beat Kansas City. Um, th- what teams do is they, they try to do too much, and then the responsibilities – break down and nobody's in the post and somebody's supposed to be. And so you watch, but they got really good safety. Harrison Smith is a pro bowl safety. He's really smart. Cam Bynum is a hell of a player. This Josh Metellus is everywhere. 
Like they just cracking heads out there. He is. Uh, I couldn't figure wins. out what position he I mean, played. I'm like, is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Is he a nickel? I said the exact same thing the other day. I'm like, the guy's everywhere. He's in the back third. He's blitzing. He's a linebacker. He's everywhere. Like they've, he's a really good player. And they just figured out how to use him as a great chess piece right now. It's a good example of great coaching, man. Like just use football players. And I don't like when coaches can't use football players. I, I, is he this? Is he that? Is he this? He's a football player. If you can't find out how to use a good football player, that's on you. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you, Herb. Baldy, great stuff. The All NFL Podcast, killing it. Hassan Reddick, you guys just had him. Yeah. Um, All City underscore NFL on Twitter. If you guys want to follow it and start checking out the show, you guys are crushing away over there as 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 we knew you would. Just have Kevin Byard on. He's talking about coming to the Eagles and getting ready for the 49ers this week. It's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Baldy, we'll see you next week, my brother. Okay, guys. Best, man. man. Appreciate it. Brian Baldinger. Baldy's breakdowns. The the Jalen play. He's the best, man. He is the best. That Jalen Johnson play was absolutely sick, right? He he saw the he saw the 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 wide receiver break in. As soon as he saw him break in, he's like, okay, Kyler's gonna take care of him. Now I can sink back under this thing. He dropped back under it, caught it with two hands, high pointed it. The return was trash, but the pick was nice. He was the way he, you could just tell the way he was returning. He was desperate to yeah. get paid dirt there. It was like like desperate. once you once you hit past that first guy, you, you the wall was set up for you. And Flus, Flus talked about that in his, in his press conference uh, um, Tuesday, and he's like, "Yo, we got to get a better return there. We have the wall set up." And he's right; he's not wrong. Jalen Johnson completely gave cut up in. on the wall and he, he tried to go back around. It's like, yeah, he ah, got bruh. twisted up a little bit trying to cut back in. Did you? I, I've seen him do that a few times yeah. uh, in at camp, yeah. setting guys up, you know, for you know the high low yeah. and, and understanding that bait. And Jalen is uh, really, know, really good. He's playing at a yeah. That's high, the thing, and level. we didn't get a chance to ask Baldy this, but you know, but it's like, yeah, I guess I'll ask you this, her because. He drops the pick six, and yeah. that's all fans are going to harp on. Yeah. But he had a great game. I mean, he had the interception. The other interception he caused, yeah. you know, on the la- on the last one. And it, it just seems like, to me, he's proving his worth. And not it's just like every game is like an indictment on – how much in the negotiating, like the yeah. the tug of war there? No, nobody nobody understands that more than him. And I I, I love Jalen Johnson, so I I mess with him about it all the time. I thought he should have had a pick six against Carolina. Thought he should have stepped in front of a seventy five yard. I should like he should have stepped in front of a pass that was going to Adam Thielen. And he would have had a seventy five yard pick six. I messed with him about that after that game. And so this game, I come in the locker room and he's like, "Come on, just tell me." I was like, "You already know." And I was like, I, I, "It's really just about you fumbling the bag." I'm hearing these coins fall out of your pocket every time you drop these <laughs> balls. Like, like this is this is this is this is on you. So he he understands that. But I thought he played really well on Monday night live watching the game. Yep. When I rewatched the game. I think that was the best game I've ever seen him play. Yep. The dude was everywhere in the run game. You couldn't block him in the screen game. He was making plays. He had the tip that led to the pick that you referred to. He had the one pick. You should have had the other one. He played a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Yep. So I want to talk to you about Matt Eberflus and him in a second. But first, are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we've got some great news for you. We are on the same team right here with Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake. Uh, we had Cole Komet out there last week. You should come on out, too. This is your last chance for this, so you can book this today uh, at Ray CDGR. You're always going to be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, Black Friday sales event, Ray CDGR, Fox Lake, 0% financing is now available on all new models all month long. 
And that's not all. Just for listening, do this today. You can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at raycdjr service. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them today, Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963. Hey, can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season, Herb? Look at the way he tries to sell and it. And can so you good. believe that Carm is sick again? I'm not sick. You sound sick. I'm not sick. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on any matchup. Uh, Make sure you throw down some bets for Purdue versus Northwestern. At Northwestern, Purdue's going to win that game. Carm's going to get me some tickets for my birthday. So get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on the NFL only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And our DraftKings pick of the week, Thursday night football we're doing. The Cowboys are a nine-point favorite at home with, versus Seattle. Herb, you get to make our DraftKings pick of the week. Nine-point favorite. No, I don't think they cover the nine. I think they'll probably win, but I don't think they beat Seattle by nine. All right, Seahawks take, take the nine, our DraftKings pick of the week. Now, we have a very special moment on the show as uh, it is someone's birthday today, oh and uh, unfortunately, oh God. nobody planned anything, but we did have one leftover cupcake from three days ago, <laughs> so we have brought it out to you, the last cupcake. You're mocking me. You know how many carbs that is? I'm following my macros. You bring out a carb. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah bringing it out for you. That Sarah, is you where's the candle? Sarah, you should have smashed it in his face. We don't have a candle. Go again, get a candle. No, again, we didn't plan anything, so this is what you get. This we, we didn't plan anything, but we have a good four-day-old delicious cupcake for you. <laughs> four-day-old. It's a very... I know. You know how many carbs that is? It's when it's at its best. Uh, Lawrence is looking for something to further... He just um, disappeared. You know, but, but but don't think that we, you know, we didn't really think about you in advance. You're but tormenting we, me for but, my but, birthday. But we th- we That's thought, what you're doing. Yeah, I think that. you should have it. Yeah. I, come on. You're going to have a bite right now, aren't you? No, I'm not going to have a bite right now. And, oh, and, and look, oh, look at that. We found the look number at one that. balloon for you. My look at favorite that. balloon. The look number at that. one balloon. Hey, we may get number one again. Because you're number one. 
You are number one. I dog. am number one, and the Bears are going to pick number one. That's right. We still two have years it. in a row. Look nope. at that. Nobody does more Spankles. around here than Gregory P. Allen Braggs from from well, the social to the hosting now. to the producing. We work together we, as it's. Is this backwards? I don't know. Don't worry about it. I mean, it. it's just, just it's basically it's just, lived in our building for now almost a year. It's right. Just put it's, it, it's also one euro. Put it around your <laughs> neck and 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 stop making noises. Stop there, making there, noise. There yeah, it's go. like crinkling. Yeah, into the no mic. way he's gonna be able to stop making that noise. It's definitely that's definitely the ASMR part of the podcast today. Yeah, there we go. Um, uh, now, yeah. Do I eat Taco Bell? I know Taco Bell isn't a sponsor, but do I eat Taco Bell for my birthday, or do I stay? Do whatever the hell you want to yeah, do. It's your birthday. birthday. Wow. And we all know that you've you've got a long way to go over there, so you might, as well <laughs> you know, you you have, you've you got time to still enjoy yourself um I, I like seeing the appreciation for you in the in the uh on the chat here bite it brags followed by no follow your micros so it's up <laughs> macros to not micros i think Tra- that was a joke oh i see yeah. i see all right we're gonna continue doing the show even though it's your birthday yeah. herb sure you you mentioned that flus talked about Jalen's interception he yeah. did that un- unprompted yeah he, he was basically like hey Jalen should have taken that I'm like, do you? I, yeah. I didn't like the fact that he brought that up. That he, there, there was an offensive question about the offense. He's like, well, let's go back. Yeah, let's go back because we should have. They should have already scored if Jalen Johnson does the right thing on the return. I was like, you kind of went out of your way to he run that out, bus over, my man. He went out of his way. Yeah, he did. He did. He did go out of his way, but I. I didn't have a huge problem with it because I think that Jalen Johnson is one of your players. You got to know your players, right? You got to know which of your players can take that kind of stuff and which ones can't. And I think that you kind of just get a feel for who you can kind of publicly encourage and who you can't. So you think that Flus has a good handle on his team and he knew he could go there and that the Flus is doing, he's being a good Flus. It's a good Flus. Yeah. Flus? Yeah, I think I think I think Jalen is is fine and able to able to handle that, and I I also agree with the flus that it was not the best return. How much did you buy into the videos circulating afterwards of post game speeches and the demeanor of the players as the head coach was talking versus when Justin started talking and trying to read body language? You know, sometimes when you're in the middle of a really really good gratifying satisfying act you say things or do things that you may not necessarily mean tomorrow right and I just think that they were just very very happy in the moment and I thought it was genuine and they were all happy and hugging and all that did did I read into that 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 Ryan Poles is 100% sold on Justin Fields or that you know Matty Refluce is I didn't read that like when Demarcus Walker a lot of fans yeah I saw I saw I saw talking about that texting right in front of Eberflus but he could have been pulling his camera up I you know yeah I I don't I don't asking I don't know what he was doing with that you know what I mean so I won't I won't say about about that piece I saw him at another point like super dancing and getting in the cameras with the rest of his teammates in terms of Demarcus Walker so I won't read a whole lot into what he was doing with his phone um I I, I know Hulk pointed it out and I saw it but um I I, I won't speculate on on what he was doing and therefore what it means about sure. whether or not he's bought in or Just checked the out optics yeah. you know and and you can it's easy to look at a five second clip and try to draw conclusions that's why I was kind of I've been concerned about his 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 psyche since they've signed Montez right I mean he was one of the he was the big 
you know, defensive edge rusher signing in the offseason, right? They didn't get Yannick until later. It was DeMarcus Walker's this guy. We heard about him all camp, and he's the leader, and you can hear him on the field. You know we were there every day. You mm-hmm. heard him out there, you know. Yep. And so it was, it was these high expectations of who he would be coming onto this team. That hasn't really materialized, and now they've kicked him down the rung twice now, right? Once when they brought in Yannick late, and then now with Montez, and now he's not even starting. Right. And so I've been a little bit concerned about how his mental is. Now that I've seen anything from him to me that says he's checked out, maybe that's an example of it, uh, but I have been concerned about it. Well, it, it feels like these guys are back to where they were last year on defense, like fighting. Because like every game, that was the credit I kept giving the benefit of the doubt last year, even though they were the worst team in football was that they fought their asses off every game, even with a lack of a roster. And this year, they upgraded the roster and somehow got worse, and the math wasn't mathing there. So now, here recently, especially since they picked up Montez Sweat, talent helps, but it just seems like they're now back to being bought into what Eberflus is trying to do. I I give a lot of credit to Flus on that, man. I I really do, right? Since he's taken over as play caller, this defense has stepped up. They've been playing a lot better. They've been taking the ball away, and I think you have seen those hustle and effort plays. I think even before, you know, Montez Sweat, like, gets here, maybe around the same time, but when Flus takes over, I think you start to see that defense just play a lot better. And I know he talked early in the season about, you know, he's not going to spend as much time, you know, with the offense and divvying up his time and all that, but I think that now he's as the defensive play caller i think he deserves a little credit for for what we've seen so let's uh let's 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 talk to the flus because i think the flus loves this show he doesn't have a whole lot of time in his day but he makes time at noon no doubt he watches us live even though he never comments on like Nagy. i think he actually wants to fight Nagy. but look the players were given a six-day break they don't come back till next monday mm-hmm. last year at this time uh or you know they at least coming out of the Washington game, they took time to, to revamp what they were doing. They don't need to do anything necessarily like that, but I, think, I do think this is a crucial how are we going to best use the final five games of the year to learn whatever else you want to learn about Justin and also continue to move the defense forward yeah. and make some player evaluations. I mean, I would like to think they know what they're doing with Jalen, and eventually they're gonna they're gonna pay Jalen because why wouldn't you pay Jalen? But I, I'm I, like, how would you want Herb coach Bragg's birthday? How would you want them to use this time? What what would if you were, if they were to consult you, Herb? How do you think we should best go about the rest of the year? How do you think we best set ourselves up to do that once we start playing? Once the Lions come in here a week from Sunday, what are you telling them right now? Well, I think they just keep doing everything they're doing on defense right now, right? I think that they're starting to get a more consistent pass rush from the front four, but they're also dialing up these timely pressures and bringing those blitzes. Keep doing what you're doing on defense and keep putting Justin offensively in positions to prove that he is or is not the guy going forward, right? So when you get down to late half situations, put the ball in his hands, right? This 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 idea of wins and losses, whatever, I think if they continue to play defense the way they're playing, they'll be in every game. And so they'll have opportunities offensively for him to make make game-winning plays, and I think you just keep putting themselves in position to do that. I think they're running this experiment. I know Tyreek is hurt, but I, I feel like you you referenced, you know, what they should do with Jalen Johnson, but I think they're still trying to find out, do we have two good young starters in this league, right? Can Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson sure. be starters in this league? Maybe they can, maybe they can't. Neither of them is Jalen Johnson, not at this point in their career. No. 
So like I, like I don't I don't I think they're playing that game and I don't really like it. So I, I would like for them to stop that. But um, other than that, keep doing what you're doing defensively. And every single opportunity that presents itself for Justin to display, I am or am not the guy. Put the ball in his hands and let's see. Well, and that's why we you know we're so frustrated at the end of the Detroit game where it's run run pass and they try to hit the the deep shot to win it and. You, you know, one side of it's like, hey, you're taking the ball out of your best player's hand, Justin Fields. Let him have a chance to win the game. And we were like, well, they did on third down. Well, yeah, even going back to the play. draft before on the third and seven, right? Before right. they kicked the field goal right. to go up 12. Like, they ran it. Put the ball in his hand. So in the Minnesota game, those final three plays, yeah, it still ended up being third and 10. But they had three plays where they was gave Justin all the opportunity. Yeah. And yeah. they eventually got a defensive breakdown where – you know, there, there's your best player, uh, DJ Moore, your best wide receiver, coming open into the middle of the field, and Justin Fields finds him. So, like you said, that that's definitely the focus the last five weeks of the season. Give Justin Fields every opportunity to show who he is if they're still making that evaluation on him, which they clearly are from what they've put out in the press, press conferences. Who would you like to see get a higher snap count the rest of the way? Javon Dexter. So that's the obvious number one, right? Yes. That is the obvious answer. We've seen him flash. Yes. Okay. So are you diminishing Justin, as in Jones? Are you diminishing Billings, as in Andrew? Are you are you giving it an even split, which would still be a little bit more for Dex? Like, how are you doing this? Because that, to me, that that he is plays on a rotation. I don't I, think they're gonna. I, do I understand, it like but that. but but well, they might not, but. Here's a guy who is emerging. Here's a guy who is a second-round pick. Here's a guy who could really, if he does hit to another level, he can do something for your defense that those two cannot. I think it makes a whole lot of logical sense here that you'd want to you know, give him a, a longer runway to show what he can do. That's still a huge hole or a big question on this roster, that three-tech position. You're talking about it being the engine of this defense, but you don't have a game-changer at that position. And so – if he can develop into that, you want to start to find that out right now. Maybe you can answer that question before you go into the offseason because I think you know who Justin Jones is and is not at this point in his career. He's a good player. He's fine. I, I have no issue with Justin Jones. He's had a good year. He's not a game wrecker, right? That's just not who he right. is, right? And so Andrew Billings, I like Andrew Billings. I don't, like, I don't even include him in this conversation. I love what he does and what he brings to this offense on first and second down. But that three tag next to him, I think you want to continue to give Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens as many opportunities yep. as possible because I think when they've gotten their opportunities as they've gone along, they've made some splash plays. Javon Dexter should have had his first sack uh, on Monday night. And you continue to put him in the position to find out if he can be that guy because if he can, that's another question that you don't have to answer early in the process in the offseason. I'm not saying don't give him any competition. He still needs right. some of that, but I don't think you need to over-invest in that position if you like the returns that he's showing down the stretch. Sure. I, I, I think they play in a rotation, and the defense is trending in such a good way. I think they just stick to what they're doing, keep getting better, and I'm going to be happy with what they're doing on the defensive ball, and obviously they're going to add talent in the offseason to that. So I move over to the offensive side of the ball, because when you talk about early decisions, you know, 
one guy in particular that we need to get 100% on, and he's played great since he's come back, is Braxton Jones. Mm -hmm. And because they have these two top 10 picks, potentially, we don't know where the Bears pick is going to be, but it's likely in a spot where there is going to be a left tackle available. If you had asked me before Braxton Jones came back from his injury, are they going to draft a left tackle? I'd have said 100%. And now I'm starting to see, like, as much as we don't want to use that pick for a quarterback, now it's starting to see the light on where we may not have to use that second pick on a left tackle which is a strength so put him on an island more you know like they do with darnell Wright. they've done so many times like hey this guy's good enough to be on an island let's put braxton jones on more islands and see if he can be the left tackle they can trust enough to not draft olu from penn state or the left tackle from uh notre dame that have a lot of intrigue you know that that would potentially put your quarterback who you're trying to make an evaluation on in peril Right, but I mean, they—he's played well. You okay. know, I mean, you're always gonna give chipping help. I mean, that's what Cole Komet does. I'm right. not, but I'm just saying that—that's who I'm looking at. Can, as much as we want Justin Fields to prove that they don't need to draft a quarterback, we need to get the answer. If Braxton Jones has shown enough to prove they don't need to draft a left tackle, because there's two premier uh, left tackles coming out, and it's gonna be interesting to see where they fall. Right. The thing with Braxton though is. And this is, I mean, I think he's played well enough to to not do that. But if you were going to draft a left tackle, Braxton, you're not kicking Braxton inside. He's not going to be, he's not replacing Tevin at left guard, even if, even if Tevin got hurt. He's not, he's not, he's not replacing. He's your swing tackle now. He's he's your swing tackle. He's a backup. That's what, that's what he becomes. Or you're trading him for maybe you can, maybe you can get a third round pick. Tevin's another guy. Can he? Because he got hurt for a second, and it was yeah. like, oh boy, it like looked like his back. Yeah. And you're but like, you feel you feel gutted for him because how well he's played. Me with that too yesterday. Uh, I don't know. They never told me anything. What do you mean? They never told you anything. <laughs> Stop lying. <clears throat> Maybe they just don't talk to him anymore. Right. This is a guy, by the way, that tells me about how I get sick, and every day on the show he he's coughs. Co- he's five I've had the go. cough, but I'm not sick. You sound sick. There's a difference. I sound great, and you will take that back, and <laughs> and, and your cough is nauseating. Um, okay, had it happy for birthday! A now. Thank uh, you. The the guy on offense that I think we can talk about getting more snaps, and they did it last game. Roshan is Roshan. Bingo! So he got a lot of snaps. Where he took on the two blitzers, I know Tevin cleaned it up at the back end. Yeah, y'all be hyping his ass up, man. Like Who, Tevin, Tevin? Jenkins, no, 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 Roshan. Y'all been doing that since he got here, and I like Roshan. I'm on the I'm on the Roshan train now. Well, Tom Thayer started it. I'm on the Roshan train now for sure. But it, he he packed two guys. Yeah, him and that 330 pound left guard that came over there and cleaned up uh, Harrison no, Smith. No, Tevin certainly helped, but Roshan delayed. Yeah, the, the two Roshan, to get Tevin to come Roshan over. Roshan is a really good pass blocker. I think that's that's as much as anything why we saw him in so much against that blitz-heavy team. 100%. Um, but, yeah, Tevin Jenkins came over and, and, and cleaned that up. <laughs> I, I mean, Khalil Herbert averaged 5.7 yards per carry last year. I know year. you're a big Khalil Herbert guy. Well, and when before he got hurt this year, he was doing it again. He was averaging 5.3. Now he's, he's working his way back. He got six carries last week, four, four shot, 24 of them. He's, I don't think he's all the way there, but he's, I think he's close. And so, he made a nice catch on that first drive. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of feel like. Which was a hell of a play by Fields, too. It was. It I, was. I, I still like Khalil, but I think there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting decision here if they're going to play Roshan more. Uh, 
Well, they're always going to roll the running backs over. Yeah. I, I, I think that's abundantly clear. Unless you have a, a, a King Henry, a Saquon Barkley, it doesn't really matter, right? You get some good running backs and you roll them because you can match the production even if they aren't equally as talented. That's why I wasn't, you know, so down about them getting rid of David Montgomery. I like David Montgomery personally. I think he's a better running back than anybody that have one-to-one. But in terms of replicating the production, you can absolutely do that without paying that top dollar for it. I think Khalil Herbert is actually his own worst enemy when you talk about, you know, who should be paid at running back. Because here's a guy who leads the league in in, in yards per carry, and he's a six-round pick, right? You know what I mean? So it's like you are the poster child for why they don't pay running back. She's like, hey, pay me. He's like, why? Right. I can get another – I can get somebody just like you in the get sixth round. Khalil you know what I mean? Like, you're the reason we don't pay them. Yeah. And I think – was it you who asked him that, by the way? Yeah. Like, aren't you your own worst enemy? And he just starts smiling. It's he's, it's a double edged sword. It's terrible. It's like the better he does, the less leverage he has in negotiations. Because like, yeah, see, we'll just get another one of those. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, all right, we got something special here for the last segment. But uh, first of all, shout out to our friends at Midtown Athletic Club. They've got four Chicagoland locations: Palatine in the Northwest Suburbs, Bannockburn on the North Shore. Willowbrook in the Southwest Suburbs, and of course the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park, uh, which is, I mean, they're all absolutely f- phenomenal. Midtown Palatine has just launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club. It's going to be complete in early 2024. That place was sweet beforehand for the record, um, but it's going to be even nicer now, obviously. So, listen, uh, you can get a favorable rate if you join before the end of the year. Um, listen, you're a single guy or gal going in there. I like that look for you. Nice if you're, scenery. If you're, yes. If you're a family with kids, I love that look for you. They've got, uh, <laughs> they've got the kids area, which you can drop off your kids while you go work out. Great time at the pool. That's a good spot for you. Uh, you know, if you're in need of a lifestyle change, I like that for you. Uh, if, if you're looking for holistic wellness, just feeling good all the time, getting that mental side, I like, I like Midtown for you there. Listen, treat yourself right. There is no better treat yourself. There is no better investment that you can make than joining Midtown Chicago. It's it's one of the top gyms. Karma's so good. You got it. Just 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 <laughs> just feel just feel it. And and by the way, uh, a bunch of us are all going over there today. So uh, we're just gonna we're gonna enjoy some yoga. We're gonna enjoy some. They've got, they got boxing too. By the way, if you want to get some aggression out. Oh yeah, let's get in there. Get some heavy bags. I'll record that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so head over to – this is what you got to do. Go to midtown.com forward slash CHGO, midtown.com forward slash CHGO. Find out more. Tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. That's right. And to Troy in the chat that said Braggs' ad reads are worse than a root canal, I'm going to show you why you're wrong. I thought you did pretty good on the DraftKings one. It wasn't calm level at the finish, but it was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Take that, Troy. And another app that I'm going to have to use here this weekend because it's clear that Carm's not going to come through with tickets, so I got to go hit up the Game Time app and use the code CHGO for $20 off. Uh, you know, if you get sick of some of these other secondary market ticket sites, you know, that don't show you the full price right away, 
don't have a seating chart where you can find your specific seat. That's the kind of stuff that Game Time has to offer for you. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you with killer last-minute deals, and they show them to you. When you go on the website, they'll show you the best deals you can get to that event, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, makes quicker decisions easy for you uh so last minute tickets flash deals zone deals easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area uh views from the seats in the venue like i said before a really nice seating chart that i'm going to be looking through for welsh ryan arena come friday because my friend won't get me a birthday present, Herb. Mm. That's okay. Mm. not judging. Mm. Uh, so Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. So you can get even better deals if you wait a couple minutes after tip-off on Friday. It's the best place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, like I was saying. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18 percent savings so uh like i said download the game time app create an account use the code chgo for twenty dollars off your first purchase so there there's a chance that uh you know i might get you tickets but you should use the game time app anyway but i'll, I'll keep you updated buddy keep me updated northwestern going 800 million on a stadium to decrease capacity to thirty-five thousand. well Look, when you got the smallest alumni base in the Chicagoland area, the way to keep people out of there mm. is to build a small stadium, get your 25,000 purple in there. And it gets loud. It's a night. Uh, have you been to Welsh Ryan? I'm talking about the new one. They're going to do it again. Football. football stadium. Well, I'm just talking about the basketball stadium. Oh, yeah, stadium. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For nice. sure, for sure. I, th- oh. I think it's a great stadium because, like, they're never going to, you know, don't make it as big as Mackey Arena because they'd never fill it. Yeah, but. Yeah. Keep it smaller, keep yeah. it nice, and well, it's, who, a, it's a great environment for a basketball. Hoops is a totally different animal, uh, but although that that, I mean, it's it's half. It's gonna be there'll be a ton of boilers there on Friday night, which is why I don't want to give you tickets, which we've already discussed. Which <laughs> if I do give you seats, you gotta wear CHG. See, you're gear. dumb because like if you got me tickets and then I agreed to you know be civil. You're not going to be civil. If, because you're like, go get a credential and go. Well, if I got a credential, then I'm quiet. So that would play into your hands. So I don't know. You're not, okay. We all know that. Civility is not. You could try to keep that wall quiet. But um, <laughs> so I, I get it. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, I want to wrap up because it's your birthday, Braggs, mm-hmm. on something that, you know, we should oh, do, do, we do for you. No, this is a good one for this you. scares me. Uh, no, it's, it's all good. Uh, 28 semifinalists were named. For the 2024 Hall of Fame. Yep. And your guy. Devin Hester. Devin Hester is in there. Uh, eight players made it to the final stage of 15 in the class of 2023. Yep. They're coming back as semifinalists this year. Of course, Devin is one of them, along with Jared Allen, Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, Tori Holt, Patrick Willis, Willie Anderson, Darren Woodson. It's just amazing reading these names of how good of football players those are. And then there's this guy that like return kicks, but oh you know, my God, you know what? <laughs> so, so disrespectful. Gary Ross, right? Yeah. I've Your guy. Him. He's in the chat right there. There he goes. I, I tweeted about something about the Devin Hester hall of fame thing. Right. And I was just saying that it's, 
disrespect, like the, the Hall of Fame is disrespecting itself by not having the greatest player of any given position not in the Hall of Fame, right? I don't care. If you're the greatest punter of all time, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Same thing with kick returner. So I think they're disrespecting themselves. That's what I, that's what I put out. And Gary Ross goes, don't let Carm hear you say that. You don't think Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame? I, 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 what I've said on the show, and I'll say it again, I do think that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. But I'd also like to have a little bit of caveat. Like some dudes have to wait. A punt and kick returner, you got to wait. Why? Because you're not on the same level as an every down player. You're just not. What about a punter? He changed the game. So like Ray Guy's in the all time. Ray Guy's in the Hall of Fame as a punter. How did he exactly change the game? You telling Are me you the kidding Dion, me? They changed did the rules. you watch the games? Yeah. Are you joking right now? Well, did, did He's Dion, not. Did Dion Sa- Brian Urlacher. Did, did, did Deion Sanders change the game? Deion Sanders used to be the best return man of all time uh, until Devin Hester came and supplanted him as such. Right. It's yeah. just what it is. I, I'm not saying – I'm not uh, – okay. But, he, impacted, but, he impacted his team every single game. I, every single game. I, I got it. Right? I, I got it. Field position, even when he doesn't touch, just kicking Herb. it away from him. Herb, Go me, look uh, at how let, many let, touchdowns let he had the year they made it to the Super Bowl. Six. Right. And seven if you include uh, the Sarah Super Bowl touchdown. did that touchdown. in one game. Again, Did he change the game? And then go look at no. okay, and but then look at how many touches no. compared to a running back. No. Oh my no. god. No, Gale Sayers didn't change the game. You, you, He's one of the best to ever do it. Certainly should be a first battle Hall of Famer, but Brian Urlacher played with Devin Hester. He's been on the show many times. It's obvious that he doesn't think he's in the Hall of Fame. Who cares what Brian Urlacher thinks? He has a lot of stupid takes. Okay. He's a great middle linebacker. Other than that, Brian Urlacher, shut the okay. fuck up. Okay, okay, all right. Boom. But that, but I'm just talking about football. His football stuff is pretty on point. I'm just, uh, it's, it's not. I'm not telling you that he shouldn't be. I'm just telling you there is a difference. This Would is, you agree? Would you agree? Would you agree that Walter Payton, Walter Payton, uh-huh. and is more no, worthy of Hall of Fame than yes, Devin Hester? Yes. Can we can we agree on that? Sure. Okay. No. Sure. So no that's problem. all I'm saying. So let him. He let had him. on the game touchdowns or not. They're making him wait because he's a return. That's what's happening. Are he's there, going to get in, but that's exactly what's happening, and I don't disagree with it. That's all I'm the saying. The impact he had on the game, touchdowns or not, you're comparing him to Walter Payton. Go I'm compa- check how many snaps and how many times the ball was in Hester's hand versus those players' hands, and his dude, impact. Dude, was come on. He was he was given an opportunity. This is a terrible birthday segment, uh, for the record. Uh, yes, I, I apologize to you. I shouldn't have done this to you. But, dude, he was given an opportunity to play wide receiver. Did he play wide receiver like a Hall of Famer? Yeah, because that was his fault. Being, uh, it wasn't being his fault. Made, I know. Being forced he to be the number one wide receiver. No, he wasn't a, a, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He wasn't a Pro Bowl wide receiver or anything like that. So, what does that mean? It means that he... He at the time, Deion Sanders played wide receiver too. He wasn't a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Deion Sanders was an elite cornerback, one of the best to ever do it. And Devin Hester is the best to ever return kicks. It's not even debatable. It's it's the best to ever return kicks. He made you watch fourth down, like. I stood up for fourth down. When you all I'm, all I'm saying is when you tell the story of the NFL, you cannot tell. You're not leaving it out. 
without Devin Hester. If you play a one-minute highlight reel, if the NFL ceases to exist, they say, all right, we're sh- closing shop. No more NFL. Here's a one-minute highlight reel of the greatest moments in NFL history. Guess what the first highlight is going to be? Well, it's not going to be the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl, but I'm with you, though. It's in the it's highlight in reel. It's in there. Well, I'm just saying, you, if you'd chronologically you, can't, you can't tell Peyton Manning's story. Kickoff. You can't tell Tony Dungy's story. Like, you tell me. He's in their story. Oh, all right. I, I understand people are against me on this. He's and in I, Denny I, Green's story. You're literally, t- literally, everyone is against you in the chat right now, but I think my favorite one was uh, Robert Friel. He said, without Devin Hester, we would not have had the we are who we thought they were. There we go. That's so what I just said. You can't tell Denny Green's story. Like, what? Come on. Carm, why, why, why is this the hill you want to die on? I, I, I'm the not, Devin Hester I'm not, hill? I'm, I, I, I like him. Let, let him get in on his third try. I think that's fine. That's why, why does he have to be a first ballot? What, why does it matter to you? It doesn't. I'm not losing any sleep over you it. You clearly are. No, I'm not. I, I promise. <laughs> I, prom, I promise you I'm losing no sleep. If he gets in, I will celebrate him. We'll, I'll, we'll, what number was he? We'll, we'll, we'll put it on the show. We'll, we'll run around. Even though that's probably, what, that's probably my biggest thing. Like, there's just, just you know, there's 123. He has one town. of the more electrifying highlight reels in the history uh, of the does. National Football. He absolutely does, which is why he should be in the Hall of Fame. He just shouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's okay, all I'm saying. Whatever. Well, it's a position. You lost Crystal in on the this game. one. That's a problem. That, that is, I can't lose Crystal. It's a position in the game. He was the greatest to ever play that position. Uh, that pos- every position in the NFL deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. There's only five centers in the Hall of Fame. Only five. Uh-huh. All these tackles, but we're not going to appreciate the center. They all block just the same. You know, the returners now, are a part of the game. Now, now we're taking up for centers. Long snappers are a part of the game. Who's, who, what long like, snapper's been in the NFL? In put the Patrick fame. Manley in the Patrick goddamn Manley, Hall of Fame. Let's let's get Patrick Scales in there, too. He's been doing a great job. Listen, the Chicago get, Bears are the put, Green Bay Packers Ray Guy, of long snapping. Ray Guy's a punter. So don't talk about impact on the game and Ray Guy belonging in the Hall of Fame, but Devin Hester not belonging in. And you say he belongs in the Hall of Fame. So what does it take? He's got to wait 10 tries? Are we going to Ron Sano him and wait till he dies and then put him in? Like, for what? Like, come on, Either he deserves to be in the Hall or not. What difference does it make you what class he goes in on? Again, if I'm voting, I'd vote him in on... Try two, try three. This is the stupid stuff they did to Terrell Owens. Yeah. But the fact that he wasn't the first ballot Hall of Famer is absolutely insane. But okay, so that's totally different. They did that to T.O. because because they're stupid. No, because they didn't like him. Yeah. Because because he was too, he was too, that's what I'm saying. They don't respect themselves. The Hall of Fame isn't about you or your personal feelings, it's about putting the greatest players of all time immortalized as they belong. What's the most important position on the football field? Quarterback. What's the second most important? Important position. Uh, we can debate it, but maybe edge rusher. Okay, what's third? Corner. Left tackle. Okay, when do you get to punt returner? Let me know. You can get to it whenever you get to it, but is it a position? That's what I'm saying. Like, they yeah. put, you know, and, and I got to give a guy, my guy, uh, Jack Silverstein, Reed Jack, at Reed Jack, yeah, when he said a great iron, and he, yeah. I'm going to bring him in one day just to <laughs> help you understand what you don't understand here. But they put Jared Allen over him when they were trying to select – you know, this selection committee, Jared Allen's a great defensive end, but in the rankings of defensive ends, like he's, he didn't change the game the way the other defensive ends did. But Devin Hester changed the game in a way that we've never seen before. Love Jared Allen. From that position. Sack season or whatever it was. It's it's silly to, 
pick nits on, oh, well, he did the – no. He changed the game. He was special. What? The very it, best it, to ever do it. Special belongs in the Hall of Fame. Tell, tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. Why does he mean so much to you? Give, give me give me I don't know because I'm a Bears fan. No, 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 no. The, There's something more to it. Because he, he, in my opinion, yeah. he was he was and you're gonna go crazy here, but here comes the Jordan comparison. He was like Michael Jordan in oh. a Bears uniform. And why? Not because of the stats or being the greatest of all time of all sports because whenever he touched it, you could he could take it to the house. Exactly. Because right, with Jordan it. on the last second shot. Everybody in the building knew he was going to make the shot to win the game, and he did it anyway. Even though you knew it was coming, they'd call a timeout and go, Jordan's going to kill us here and beat us, and he did it anyway. Devin Hester, every time the ball went up in the air, everyone knew he was going to take it to the house, and you've got – it's 11 on 1, and he's it's essentially 11 on 1, and he's still – Every time you know what my favorite highlight is, and I won't I won't even go that far, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I won't even go that far because it just opens up space for debate. I will end this. I, I ended at simply this: He's the best to ever do it. Therefore, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But my favorite clip for uh, for Devin Hester is the is the kick that he takes back, right? The missed field goal that he takes back, right? Because he catches the ball in the yes. end zone, he starts walking, and then he comes out, and the and the announcer is on the TV like, "What is he doing?" and <laughs> 109 yards later, he's to the crib. That's what he's doing. He's Devin Hester. He's Devin and Hunter Hillemeyer's land dudes out all up and down the sideline on that thing. Like Now, Devin did it by himself. Listen to Braggs. Nobody else would have done it. I'll tell you that. Devin set those blockers up a lot of times. I mean, yeah. his blockers are great. Brendan I and Badejo, I could go all day. Peanut Ooh. Tillman. Some, and that was the other thing that was great but about They were excited to days. block for yeah, him exactly. because they knew this could go to the crib. Exactly. Like, I mean, Corey talks about it all the time. I mean, but Devin also set them up on some great blocks too. But by the way, he understood the flow of a return. He set those guys up. It was, he was magical. You he know was, what? I'm angry. Yep. Okay. So Carm's an idiot. We've now ended that conversation. We got some super chats yeah, to get to. What this a is great Crystal segment. You, that I, birthday you, segment sucked. You Crystal loved says, it. Carm, you got to get all excited about your guy. You thank me now. You have this wrong. <laughs> you know you're my guy. You are wrong, Crystal. If you only knew. Um, <laughs> let's go to Chris Pagero. Chris Pagero. I'm not gonna take the slander from law. Does Eddie Jackson have a spot in the Bears' hypothetical Ring of Honor? Ugh. Mm. That's a, that's a reach, Chris. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, he started that way. You you, you would have thought it was a lock his first you know few years, but I don't I don't know. All right, Muhammad Elmi, four ninety nine. Think about it. Keep Fields, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. hated verse centerer in second round. What Ver, Who? I can't read that. Sentence. Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. I think I think there were some autocorrects problems, but yeah. he's, he's picking guys in the autocorrect. Got you there, Muhammad. Uh, Braggs, you called in camp. All short passes proved at Green Bay game. Now, now, there we go. He was 27 to 37. Thanks, Mohamed. Appreciate you. Started 12 of 12. First quarter was dominant. Over 13, I think. All right, this I mean, is from uh, Fire Poles Keep Justin, five bucks. That's a, <laughs> it's a nice handle. Why do people say running and running D are important when last year we were number one in rush and this year number two in run D, but we're one of the worst teams in the NFL? That's fair, but I think the, like you, you have to be able to run the ball just to stay, just to not fall into being one-dimensional offensively, and then you got to be able to stop the run to force teams to be one-dimensional defensively. But I, but I mean, listen, it's a well-made point. It takes all three phases, and the Bears haven't been able to put that together in I don't know the history of the franchise to be good on you know equally good in all three phases. Either we, we'll have one or two, but never 
All three. I look. Last year's just different from this year's. All I'd say to that fire pulse keep Justin. The, the fact that uh, they're able to stop the run is going to. Now we're seeing more third and longs. We're, we're actually and and now the Bears can actually and then you can get after the passer. Yeah, can get to the quarterback a little. Last bit year we were giving up third and twenties like it was third and short. Like right, exactly. <laughs> they stand back there forever. It's 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 starting to change. We're not all the way there yet, but it, I, I think it's obvious. We can all see the progress. Tito, <laughs> what do you got, Tito? <laughs> Don't need a left tackle. Jones is top 10. Left tackle. Load up the offense with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Bowers. Give Fields all the weapons and a center. And the offense will be cooking. Seriously. No not, one's gonna I don't know if they'd be crazy enough to do that, but Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers would be insane. I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at that. I mean, that's some pretty cool, you know, two tight end packages and stuff. I saw <laughs> oh, somebody talk about uh, neighbors from from LSU and I like neighbors too. Gotta get the center thing figured out. I don't like the, the the center for twenty four can't be on this roster right now. He, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh all right, before we go. Yes. I don't know if you guys noticed this on the uh, it's Spotify Wrapped Day, you know where they they tell you what you listen to most. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy tweeted at the Bears account uh, Pontus Mingert. I got one on Instagram he too. He said, "Excuse my Swedish language. That's right. This was in S- Sweden. Uh, but my top zero point one percent of listening to the CHGO Bears podcast." And he said, "Worth every one of those twenty thousand minutes. Thank you for the great coverage, guys." 20,741 minutes listening to the You Idiots say stupid go. shit. Absolute insanity. We Let's love you. Go. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Love Sci- you for that. Cy Foppy on Insta who reached out to me. You're the man. Um, just appreciate everybody. Also, uh, Lifted Sheriff who reached out to me on Instagram. You're the man. Thank you so much for listening, supporting, telling a friend. I We, we greatly appreciate it. So I mean, that's... That 20,000 minutes, that's, that's 345 and a half hours. Yeah, King yeah. Dingus on Twitter said, I have a week and a half worth of minutes listening to G. Braggs and Carm argue with each other. 15,113 minutes. Are you not going to eat your, your cupcake? Well, that's oh, that's no. absolutely awesome. I don't want to, I, I do not want you guys to restart this conversation. I do not want you You're guys to restart not, this conversation. I'm not going to. I do not want you guys to restart this conversation, but there is a super chat that we need to acknowledge. Eli Sherman, we appreciate you. $1.99. So what NBA rule did, M, did MJ change? Hester changed the NFL. Right. No, Hester was better than Jordan. I completely agree. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. There it is. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. That is very good. Isn't it? Very good. I brought it for you on Sunday. You didn't show up, but you're getting it today on your birthday. <laughs> That's good. Yes. That is good. Thank you very much. I want to give a quick shout out. Happy like, birthday, buddy. Super happy birthday. I, I want to give a quick shout out to um, Anthony McGee. Get in, I met him in the airport yesterday. He was like, you're Herb Howard. I was like, that's what my mom named me. That's true. He was like, no, I'll you know, follow you on the Bears coverage. And I was like, Showed a whole lot of love, so shout out to you, and I appreciate the love, man, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I also want to show some love to FOCO. Use the code CHGO for all non-presale items. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Um, Baseball, football, basketball season, they got all the gear covered. Hit up FOCO and get some good uh, merch from them. Set decorations you see here behind me. In front of me, 
Foco has donated a few of them awesome pieces. They've showed us some love, so go show them some love. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. Chris Joy, $10 Super Chat. Happy birthday, Braggs. Enjoy your Taco Bell. Herb, you should join the show more often. Enjoy your takes. Carm, even though I don't agree majority of your takes you're cool and respect the differing view thank you chris Choi. i appreciate you chris that's Choi. what we try to do the only oh, you know what my favorite part of the show today was was when i was about to eat this thing and he just his mouth was like no 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 right right here that was yeah. very good now i want it yeah now i want it that was beautiful uh lawrence appreciate you producing yeah. law you are the man thank you uh king booker ravi i'm off till next wednesday thank goodness i will be I know that you are suspended after your I'm, I'm suspended today. for Devin Hester take. So I figured I would just throw it out there. Who's with you tomorrow? Isn't isn't Hogue Me like and Nick. somewhere? Oh yeah, mm. these two, they they go on vacation. They they organize you know, vacation and for the bye week during the bye week. They fancy didn't, they didn't fancy fancy. They're like we're going on vacation. Y'all gonna be in the studio? I might pull up on y'all tomorrow. Let us yeah. know. So enjoy your vacation. Thank you so much. Now please get the hell out of here. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for watching CHGO Bears. Peace.